Hi, this is Sean. I'm Liv. And welcome to Case Closed. Question mark. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, YouTube. Yeah, welcome. Uh, welcome back, everybody who's been listening, and welcome to those who are also going to be watching our very first YouTube video. We're real excited. Um, we, As you can tell, I'm real pregnant now. Yes, and that has been the main reason why we have been kind of... Um, very tired. Yeah, very tired. We've had a lot going on, so it's just kind of been a lot, a lot of stuff uh, going on around here, so we've just needed to take some time to regroup and get our stuff together and figure out what we want to do next and we're excited because yeah. we're you know we're getting we're getting our studio set up yeah. here in our in our in our place about so a tiktok maybe for some bloopers oh yeah for sure because there's Cause definitely plenty because he's hilarious i'm ridiculous tonight we decided to start back up with a very uh fun and very interesting thought-provoking episode <laughs> so tonight yeah. We're going to focus on our favorite conspiracy theories. I'm so excited. Um, this these, is my favorite thing to talk about. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, we, we, we talk forever about conspiracy theories. Like she's so interesting. She's definitely more of like the like the out there one, and then I'm <laughs> the one that like likes to reel it in. It's not even that I believe the out there right, ones. Right, no. It's but, just that I like to learn oh, about yeah, them yeah, yeah. because they're so cool. Yeah, no. and, and like The and, amount of research people put into some of these is insane. Oh, yeah. It's you could write an entire dossier on these. I things. believe it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's. I mean, listen. There's people that talk about the government being controlled by lizard people. Oh, I love it. I mean, like it's. it's I love it's, it. It's. Um, we're not going to talk about that one today. That's a lot to unfold. I know. But um, and flat earthers. Yes. Yeah. It's. Um. It's well. Flat earthers are just ridiculous. Um. I'm sorry. If anybody's watching this, you're a flat I, earther. I have friends that are flat earthers. Oh, and we won't call them out. But, I won't. I love you. But I um, just think you're ridiculous. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's just just something. Yeah, I, I I like the out there ones, but also like I like the ones that actually kind of like. I come up with four more since we've been talking. Now. Right. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh no! <laughs> it might be a longer episode than we expected, but uh, but yeah, no, I I like to like. I like the ones that have a lot more base in, like, they could definitely happen. Yeah. And then, but then it's also, the one of the main ones that I'm talking about today is very out there. Yes. So. But also very scientific. Too. Oh, for so, sure, yeah. Very interesting. Well, I think that um, we should probably get right in. All right. Um, Am I doing it or are you doing it? Uh, I'll let you do this one. All because... right. Baron Trump, you guys. This mm-hmm. theory, I see it a lot on TikTok now. I love conspiracy theory TikTok. That's my favorite because um, they're little snippets, and that's about as far as my attention span can go these days. Um, but I actually saw this theory back in the 2016 election. Yeah. Um, there was a series of books written in the late 1800s, early 1900s right. that kind of predicted what we're going through right now. And it stars Baron Trump. And... It is actually called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. So, has his name. Right. It's very interesting. Which um, is not a common name. So, like, it's I mean, not, it's, it's, it's not a very, yeah. Well, like, I've always thought that his name was really weird. Baron? Just, yeah, like, like when, when I first, well, first of all, it forever, I didn't even realize that Donald Trump had, like, 
a younger <laughs> kid. Like I knew he had Donald Trump Jr. and like Eric Trump and all that. Yeah. But I didn't realize he's young. that that yeah, that Barron's like he's like in like middle school, high school age. Yeah, so that is actually the prequel, I believe, to um nineteen ninety or the last president. Yes. Um, is what it's called. So those two books go together right. and they coincide together and I haven't read either one of them I would really love to but yeah, I'm very sure. tired all the time so we'll see what happens maybe maternity leave that's what I'll read um, I wonder if it's on Audible ooh. Um, but it begins in Russia which is as we can remember back to 2016 Russia was a big part of it's just a little you know, just, just, something, just a little something, something little, that people yeah. talked about occasionally with, with the whole thing um, but it began in Russia and this little boy finds a portal and he travels into the future to kind of see like what's going to happen Right. and at the start of this they start talking about um, the master of all masters named Don and it's taking place in New York City in early November um, and there's an uproar um, that is because an outsider was granted the power of the U.S. Um, when the real winner was the you know was somebody else right. so there was a lot of uproar um, and then they um, they basically took place all like the fifth uh, Fifth Avenue, like where the Trump right. Towers are. Yeah. So if you look at it from that, like it's it happened at Trump Towers. This is powerful rich man who actually won, and like nobody thought he was gonna win, but then when he won, everybody loved him, and then they, you know, then somebody else came in and stole this from him, and now somebody else is in power. So that one's the conspiracy theory right now is what if Baron Trump is a time traveler and wrote right. these books back in the eighteen hundreds about what was gonna happen, yeah. and it's very prophetic it's very interesting the parallels it kind of reminds right. me of george orwell um 1984 the, 1984 um or um animal farm is that what it's called animal farm i think so um where it talked about I, was that george orwell? I, anyway uh, animal farm where they talked about a lot of things that happened in world war ii right um and it's this basically all these animals and you know like the chickens were like right you know giving their you know, sacrificing their own eggs versus trying for somebody else to be in charge all of the parallels that ended up happening in world war ii you could kind of put it yeah to a character is very similar to the baron trump books is you know you can kind of put them with real people and it'd be correct right yeah no it's it's definitely like when i first heard it like yeah i heard it back right after the election like mm-hmm. the for his like you know back in, in 2016 and I was just like, that's really weird. It's very out there. Right. It's one of those things that, like, you can either... Because it... I mean, you can really believe this theory. And it's also, like, it's hard, It's easy nowadays, like, people talk about how something can be made to look like it is, like, not old, but then it, like, ends up being... Because it ends up being newer and, like, stuff like that. Right. Like, they fake when it was actually made. But this is this like is actually a real this is like a published book. Yeah. Like it's been around. Yeah. And like it's not something that where like a lot of times nowadays you can people talk about tweets and things right. like that that can be time stamped to older right. times. Like that that's something because that happens. people will go and do it a lot and then publish it later. But that right. I feel like that happens more with social media now is that people can go in and I can start tweeting on a private account right now that Trump's gonna overthrow this and Biden's gonna do this and never actually like 
make my account public and then if it actually happens you go back and make your account public and it's like i predicted this two years ago right. and that's kind of where a lot of these things come from it's like they predicted this forever ago it's right. like they are, there are accounts dedicated to just making crazy statements that may yeah. or may not come true right um but and this one in, in, in you this can't case. really fake this one this was a book written in the 1800s right. you can't yeah <laughs> this like, was in the library this is actually they, this is in the uh, library presidential library uh, Library of Congress. Library of Congress, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's not something that you could just fake, like, and just pretend like it was old. No, it's, like, really, it's an on-record book. I mean, it's something that's happened yeah. and was written in that time. You bring together a lot of, like, different types of conspiracy. Yeah. Whether time travel is real. Whether, like, these I events... I don't know why time travel couldn't be real. I, I think that one of the things, like, even my, my old pastors used to say is if you can dream it, it happened or mm-hmm. it can happen because you wouldn't have those thoughts unless they were something that could be that could happen. You right. know, you're not going to think of something of the unimaginable because then you imagine it. Like, that, nothing's unimaginable. It's really right. it's a really interesting way to look at things. But right, because, like, like, with time travel, yeah. it's like, yeah, nobody ever thought we would have you know, indoor electricity and cars and, you know, all the things, cell phones that, you know, that have everything on them. I can look up anything right now and do anything on my phone. Right. If you told somebody 1800s that they laugh in your face. Yeah, no, they wouldn't believe you. So yeah. t- time travel to me doesn't seem that out there for the same reason. It's, right. it's been talked about for many a millennia at this yeah. point. So why couldn't we, once we could figure out how to do it, we can go to the moon. Right. And well, that's another one. If we went, it, it, if we did to, we go to the moon, folks? I, yes, we did. We folks. did. We, I, I think, Calm down. I mean, right? I think we did. I really think, like, you know, if you've ever watched, like, CGI uh, movies from, like, back in the... I think like, it's a very noble thing right. that people have really tried to, like, fact check this, and they're going all yeah. in, and they're going to... But I'm a little skeptical yeah, like, of like, that one. You, you can't tell me that they were able to like film that and make it look like it was realistic and like and I mean who knows maybe but, they you know maybe they did and they just didn't announce that technology for a couple of years sure. just so I mean, they can be ahead of the game to play devil's advocate yeah that's very true like I mean for all we know CGI technology of today could have been available like 25 30 years ago yeah. and they just waited because they wanted to get the cash grab you know they wanted to make sure that they released it at a time when they were going to be able to get the most out of it. Yeah. But it also is a lot of work to go through just to hope that something like sticks. I, I like the, I, or I like, I, I, I see the, uh, you know, thing behind that one is that if they, if we got to moon first, then, right. you know, they can announce that publicly to the world and we're the first to do this, and it makes us look like a superpower. So I right. can see why they would do it, and why they would go through the effort of doing it, and hiding yeah. it, and doing things like that. I just don't know that. I mean, yeah. honestly, if they faked it, the people that they sit into space, whether that you know, they wouldn't have survived. In my opinion, it would have. That would have been yeah. too much liability. Right, yeah. Like, the, Buzz, like Buzz Aldrin would not be allowed to go around talking about the fact that he walked on the moon. Right. Like, right. all the time, as if, like, he was totally fine. I mean, and obviously, like, there's a lot of, um, you know, one of the one of my favorite, um, sorry, our dog is, like, 
he's having an attack of some sort. I'm not sure what's going I on here. I think he has a cold, so if anybody listening knows, like, we've talked to the vet. They're just yeah. like, he's faking it, pretty much. Pretty much. Like, they <laughs> so, think, they think like, it's more anxiety. Yeah, but so, I just, if you know how to fix this, let us know. Let us know. But one of my favorite things to talk about, like, in, well, like, in, in terms of the conspiracies of the moon, yeah. was that it, in one of my favorite movies ever, Interstellar, um, they talk about how um, towards the beginning of the movie, the his daughter Murph gets in trouble for um, bringing it, one of uh, Matthew McConaughey's old textbooks into school that talks about the lunar landing. And he like Matthew McConaughey's character says to the teacher like, "Oh, like what do you mean like you know faked and all that stuff?" And he goes, "She goes, well, I think it was like a really great like ploy to bankrupt." But yeah, so she talks about how you know the teacher says like. I think it was a great way for the U.S. to basically like make propaganda to bankrupt the the, the Russians. Mm-hmm. So it got them to spend all this money on the space race, right? And it took their money away from like, you know, weapons of mass destruction and right. things like that. So it kept America in the you know in the lead in terms of right. you know superpower. But wrapping that up back up with the Baron Crump thing is right. like. I I love the idea because I think that would be yeah. so cool to like be able to say someday in the future like we we predicted this and like this right. happened. Oh no, I mean. I've... But at the same time, I think, I mean, like prophetic dreams are something that like it's not a new thing. It's talked right. about in the Bible. It's talked about you know people have these prophetic dreams whether they're completely accurate or not they can be interpreted another way right exactly so i i like i like it from that aspect of the same thing with like animal farm that was written before world war ii but it accurately predicted what was going to happen if these choices were made the choices were made world war ii happened the way that it had predicted um same kind of idea with baron trump is whether it's true or not we are seeing these parallels of you know Don being master of all masters. I'm using air quotes for those on the podcast because, you know, America is supposed to be the superpower of the world. Right. And everybody looks to us for democracy and government and economics and they look at us for all of these things. So when he was president, he was master of all masters. It right. makes sense because he did hold a lot of power in a lot of different aspects of the world economy, the world, right. everything. Um, so, I mean, I think it's interesting. So, uh, tell us what you think about yeah. Baron Trump and did he time travel? And maybe maybe the other theory with the Baron Trump thing is maybe the uncle time traveled for him. And they use Baron Trump's name. Right. Um, okay. So, you can kind of look at it a couple different ways. I, 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 think it's, I think it's interesting. Oh, it's definitely cool. For sure. Whether you think it's absolutely ludicrous or... Right. Or like, and it doesn't matter feasible. which side of the aisle you fall either. I think it's a very interesting. Oh, for sure. Right. Well, for uh, to go on to our next one, and I think this is one that a lot of people are are tuned in on right now. Obviously, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have been tuning into the news of what's been going on in Texas. Anybody out there listening in Texas, Texas. we hope you guys are doing all right, and yeah. we hope that everything's fine. What we're going to talk about is a conspiracy theory that I saw that I really liked. And once again, TikTok, you know. I love getting ideas from TikTok. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's crazy because, like, it's a conspiracy theory. So, we, obviously, we're not – it doesn't have to be credible. Right. And we don't have to, like, source it. this one in particular, we don't want to be insensitive to what's happening right. in Texas for sure. Because, right. like, I have family in Texas. Yeah. And, like, I – 
you know, it's not really... Yeah. We're not trying to make light of the situation, but it is a very interesting theory for sure, because yeah. everybody's looking for an answer right now, and everybody's oh, yeah. trying to figure out why and how it's happening right now. So, so maybe um, this will ease your pain a little bit. Maybe, yeah. So, um, one of the interesting things that this theory talks about, um, we are seeing how crazy the weather has been in Texas, yes. and um, how you know, the infrastructure is just not being able to sustain with these cold temperatures and with what's right. happened. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people are making jokes like it's a southern state. It doesn't know how to handle winter and stuff like that. Well, but I mean, it's Texas. Right. We're crying out right. loud. It's like literally it's, like its own country. Yeah. I mean, it has a good, it has a good infrastructure. It shouldn't be having the issues that's having. Right. And, and so the, the decision making processes that are right. going into it, like with t- telling everybody to turn off their water. And, right. Which you know, is 101 what you never should do in a winter storm. I don't even know that. Like, yeah, exactly. I live down south. <laughs> yeah. If you are somebody who's grown up in cold weather situations, yes. you know that the best thing to do is to leave your, your faucets dripping at night yeah. when you have a storm like that because you don't want the pipes to freeze and burst. Right. So. It's it's weird that they would tell them to do that, but that's not what we're talking about here conspiracy-wise. But let's back up a minute to talk about the things that led up to what this conspiracy talks about. Yes. So for probably about as long as Texas has been a state, yeah. Texas has wanted to... Not be a state. Not be a state. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Texas. You guys no, are... They, they, no, I'm not apologizing to Texas. That is your slogan, pretty yeah. much, is I'm going to be free. Right. I mean, like, it's it's literally like, tex- like Texas is its own thing. Yeah. Like, it's not part Texas of the South. Texas and Florida are the two right. that, like, and people California. Rope, people rope them in with the South, but they're not right. part of the South. They're their own thing. Right. Um, so, for many years, but most recently, there are... There has been a strong push for Texas to secede from yes. the Union. So they, you know, from the United States, they want to be their own country. And it has been a movement that has gotten a lot of steam in, um, you know, government in Texas. Local yeah. lawmakers are pushing for Texas to secede from the United States and being its own um, separate entity. Yeah. So, and, you know, the local people are behind it. They want to do it. And, and it was the twenty twenty election that they wanted it on the ballots, correct? Right. They wanted they wanted the option of would you, like you know seceding from the United States. So, if you don't know much about what Texas is, it's one of the biggest producing states in our country. I think for any of our um, like non U.S. listeners, what you think of the U.S. is probably Texas, right? Because it's the southern like. Yeah. yeah, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. I think everybody in the yeah. world knows that that saying. It's very, oh, yeah. they're very independent already. They do not rely on anybody else for what they need for the most part. Right. Um, they handle their own and they take care of their own. Right. And they're very, I don't want to call you cult Texas. Like I said, I have family members there, so it doesn't mean that I have the right to say it, but I have the right to say it. You guys are a little cultish. You right. guys are very much Texas and Texas only, and yeah, that's okay. Exactly, like, yeah. you know, have pride for your state. Like, right. I'm proud of you, but, you know, that they're very, they're, usually Texas itself is very different. For sure. And, so. and, and it, but, but in terms of economy, too, for, like, the United States, oh. I mean, it, Texas oil fields, I mean, come on, like, what, you know, you hear 
Texas is phenomenal. Yeah, I, yeah. I, would, I kind of would like to like visit and maybe yeah. spend time there. And you know, I'm not hating on Texas. I do love right. Texas. It's just but what the issue with that is is that it has drawn a lot of attention to the U.S. government because to lose Texas would be a huge blow. Oh yeah, huge blow to our population. You know the population of Texas. I'll look that up real quick. Continue talking. Yeah. Um, so the economy alone would be a huge blow to us. I mean, it's one of our biggest producers, but also just in terms of, I mean, if you look at a lot of elections, you know, Texas is one of those states where, you know, you need to kind of win that state in order to win the election. I mean, it happens, um, every year, you know, it talks about Florida, Texas, you know, California, those states being the ones where if you don't win those ones, you're probably not going to win the election. So that's one big thing, um, is that Texas has so much. They also have uh, 29 million as of 2019. Right. And the U.S. has 328 million. Yes. So so, that's a huge percent. We have 50 states, guys. That's not. No. That's a a lot of people in one place. We would lose a hefty chunk of our population. That's not what the U.S. wants. Right. Um, So. Because of the fact that the U.S. wanted, because of the fact that Texas wanted to secede from the U.S., a lot of people are starting to believe that these storms are not what you think they are. So there is this very interesting research uh, program that it's a real thing. It's um, something that's been tested a lot in Alaska Mm -hmm. and it is this thing called HARP. So it is called HARP, which means High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Okay. So basically, what this thing does is it's this giant machine. Mm-hmm. And basically, what this machine does is it produces clouds. Right. And what that those will make rain. Obviously, yeah. We know how, you know, rain works and we know how weather works. When the clouds get a certain temperature and things like that, it's going to produce rain. It's or... actually a really neat idea for places that are going through droughts. Right. And for, and I think initially it was created for farmers almost. It's right. like if you, have a, if you have a really dry season, you could kind of create this like false, you know, weather that would produce better crops that would do things like that. And that was initially where the research was started. Right. Um, it's a really neat idea, but... But it can also be used for a very sinister plot as well. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, producing weather conditions can be used in both, you know, good situations and then also in warfare situations, things like that. And one of the things that this theory kind of hones in on is that the United States government decided to basically teach Texas, yeah, teach Texas a lesson and... Produce these storms that crippled the yeah. infrastructure, crippled the their state economy. and their economy. I mean, even my job is affected here and here where yeah. we are, you know, like it, it, it's based out of Texas. Yeah, because it's based out of Texas. I mean, we, yeah. we've had network issues for the last week, just like randomly. Right. So it affects so many people. So what the plan is, or at least according, what, to, this according to this theory, is that. If the United States government can make the people of Texas, you know, understand how much they need the U.S. government's help, right? then they'll stay with 
the U.S. One thing I found interesting with that theory that I don't think I've mentioned this before, but it was that, you know, this is the first time Biden's going down there. It's like this week. Ah, so I, I just, I, it, it kind of goes into that theory. You can kind of argue one way or another. It's like, you know, he didn't go down there because it's unsafe, but it's also he didn't go down there. Right. And, you know, with him going down there comes more money because you got a president coming in. So they, they're going to hire local people to do certain jobs. Right. And you know, so it's, it's a very, this theory is really interesting, I think, yeah. because it, I think you could argue it for sure that they got angry. Yeah. And, oh, for sure. I mean, and, and now what's happening is they're having the issues, like we said at the beginning with power being off yeah. water, you know, water services being suspended. I mean, there's been a boil order for the last week and a half blackouts. blackouts I mean, and all of this because of this storm. And yeah, I know most Southern states are not prepared for winter storms, but you don't see stuff like this happening in North Carolina when we have no. a bad storm. Sure, yeah, people freak out and people oh, don't yeah. know how to drive and, and stuff like that. There are things that happen. And, um, there, are, there are increased risks with it happening in states like North Carolina and South Carolina. Right. Um, but, you know, and we never have seen a storm to that level and texas never sees temperatures right. to that degree so it could it have just been a misjudgment absolutely sure um but i do think it's also very interesting that we haven't seen a lot of effects like outside of the state of texas right. from the, from the storm because typically you would see news of like the surrounding states having right. issues and yeah. outside of infra, you know, yeah, you're outside not hearing of train anything, and things like you're that. You're not hearing anything about Oklahoma having any issues right. after this storm. I mean, and like Alabama, Mississippi, right, right. there near it, Louisiana. Right. Like, yeah. you're not hearing things from these outer states. And a lot of it can do with the blackouts. I'll play that, you know, again, giving homage to that, that they are in a complete blackout for a lot of the places in Texas. Yeah. You know, they don't have access to tell people what's going on, which is also super scary. Um, right. Especially talking about the world we live in now, blackout, you know, our phones are our life. And yeah. our, you know, technology, social media, all the things, that's how you stay in touch with people. That's how you know what's going on in the world. And when you have blackouts like that, it is really easy to create conspiracy theories yeah. like this, the things that are happening. Yeah. Because you don't have anybody in the inside yeah. saying, no, this is actually what happened, guys. Because <laughs> there's nobody to tell right. us that. You know? Right. And plus, but that also could be a ploy of the government. Right. Because I mean, they want to make sure that. is sketchy as crap. We've yeah. I mean, known that since listen, the very I beginning. love this country, but I mean, we all know. We're all sketch, guys. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> come on. Like, but it, it, it would be, it wouldn't be a shock to me that they would make sure that people within the state wouldn't be able to get oh, information yeah. out. I think it's a smart tactic. Yeah. Um, for sure. But I, yeah, I've never believed that the U.S. government had our best interests at heart, for sure. Right. Um, because I never have. Like, from the very beginning, we've never had the whole as a priority. It's right. always the few. So, right. very, I would like to watch this conspiracy theory and kind of see what happens yeah. with it because, you know, that goes into the Bill Gates thing. Right. So, kind of in connection, like people talk about this theory a lot and this is something that's popped up in the last year and a half excuse me um where we all know a lot of things about bill gates and we also don't know a lot of things about the things that he's connected to i mean there are endless theories we could talk about about that 
But (laughs) one of the interesting theories that kind of connects to this is an article. um, I can't remember where I originally saw the article, but it basically was a thing talking about a plan that Bill Gates had to basically release these dust particles in the air Mm -hmm. that would basically reflect the sun in order to cool the earth. Right. And I think we all know, you know, that the hot button topic of the last 20 to 30 years has been global warming. And it's climate change now, baby. Well, it's climate change, sure. Let me let me rephrase that. Climate change. So one of the big theories is that this could also be another connection in in terms of like what happened with, you know, things that he said there. I mean, a lot of that could be used for you know, well, any number I, of things. I, I think the idea of just, just saying, like, the technology is there to... I think it helps support the weather changing theory because right. it's kind of leaning towards the fact that this technology either already exists or will exist soon. So I think that's a very, like, poignant part in this. And right. the prompt is that whether this actually happened in Texas or not as a conspiracy, like if this was an intentional man-made decision that this was going to happen versus an act of God, then you're talking about what can happen now if that's something that's already happened, you know, if that makes sense. So it's like, it's not just, you know, it's not just, okay, he's trying to make things better and, like, here are the air, things to put in our air particles that will reflect light. If you have the technology to do stuff like that, what else could you do with it? Because not right. everything is made for your good. Exactly. And also, like, you know, the fact that you have that technology available, you could have technologies that could actually help save people. Right. And you're choosing a technology that's kind of more of a, like, you, you know, like a... Because you don't know what it is. Right. And you don't know what that's going to do. Right. It, as, as smart as Bill Gates is, you, you have no idea the effects. effects that it could have on our planet. Right. But it, it's just something to, to think about. Like, you're kind of just like, the fact that that's something that he thinks is possible right. um, is, is, is scary. This theory in particular is like one of those things that it has, I don't know that it has much of a following yet, but I'm sure it will. Um, because we know that it's very plausible. It's a very, right. and that's, that, that, I think that's the scariest part is knowing that now there may be real reason to believe that the government may be playing God even more than they have been. Right. Um, Cause there's some, there's proof that we have something that actually does it. We have a government sanctioned project that right. actually does what it says it does. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you can look up videos of this thing. Right. There's videos on YouTube about how this thing works. And we don't hate America. <laughs> right. No, yeah, trust me. We live in It's a... just a very, especially researching things that we research all the time. And, like, it goes, it, especially when we talk about conspiracy theories, it seems like a far stretch from, like, true crime. But it's really not because at some point this stuff does become criminal. Right. So. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it, it, it connects in a way that is very... Um, very intricately. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't expect it to, but in the end, it's all interconnected. Yeah. Um, but. With that, let's get a little bit lighter. <laughs> a little bit lighter, yes. Let's talk about switching dimensions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to let you handle this guy. This one's just, I, I love dimensions. I love, I love, love, love this theory because I think 
a lot of Christians like to argue against it and a lot of right. like um people who are more spiritual like and believe like more naturalistic things tend to argue for it and I love the conversation between the two because I I don't know where I fall on the spectrum. I think that it's a really interesting concept. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the idea scientifically of dimensions makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um because the idea of time and the idea of dimensions in general is so complex, but also so simple at the same well, time. If you think about it from a Christian perspective, heaven is in a it's different a dimension. is a different dimension. It's not earth. It's not up in the clouds. Right. It's a different place. Right. So I, you know? yeah, I mean, I, do I necessarily believe I have some twin in a different dimension? I struggle with that yeah, a little exactly. bit. But do I think that there could be other dimensions to other people? Why not? Right. Why not? I, 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 I don't, and I don't know why that couldn't be Christian, I guess, is yeah. my thing. is like, what, is it going to hurt? Because at the end, you believe what you believe. And, right, exactly. You know. But anyways, with this theory, it kind of started with, like, ramping up again um, with the switching dimensions thing after the ball dropped in 2020 into 2021. Yeah. Um, everybody, I think, felt like 2020 was a time warp of some sort. Right. Um, part of that is pandemic. Part of that is what was going on socially and politically, especially in the U.S. at the time. Um, and, you know, we were very isolated from the rest of the world's political leanings right. um, during our own pandemic um, issues because that's all of our media at that time we didn't really see outside stuff so everything was warped into that and time itself just seemed to drag on it also be really quick at times and be really like yeah i mean i think about like how we got married like right. it feels like forever and ever ago but it really wasn't that long ago and right, i mean exactly. that in the best way possible i just yeah. feel like i've been married you know we forever. talk about this every day how it feels like we've been married for years in, in a good and way. And we got married in July of 2020. Right, so exactly. It, but I also feel like I've been pregnant for 17 years. Yeah, exactly, too, exactly. So like, yeah. I don't know. My time is off anyway. But when the ball dropped the night of 2020, um, it was one minute late, which has never happened right. before. That ball has always dropped right on time. Um, and the other part of the theory is if you ask Siri when is 2021, the numbers are like, 300 or something days from now and it's really until 2022 it's really like the the i the the timing is really weird you can ask right. alexa ask google whatever like when when is when does 2021 start and you're gonna get a 300 number or i guess 200 number right. at this point um whatever it is um so that is part of it. Then all the Mandela effects. Like oh. we, can, I could, we could do 17 oh podcasts gosh. on the Mandela effects i love them so so for those of you who don't know what the Mandela effect is, interestingly, for those of you, this is all based off of, um, you know, Nelson Mandela. Yes. Um, a lot of people back in, I forget, was it the 70s? I'm sure. Um, when the apartheid was happening in, in, in South Africa, there was like this, people thought that um, Nelson Mandela died in prison. They swore. They, they thought they he, he died in prison. In, there were pictures. Right. It's, they yeah. believed that they went there. And, but... Nelson Mandela didn't die till like early 2000s. Right. <laughs> so Nelson Mandela was very much alive after uh, leaving prison yeah. during apartheid. Yeah. So basically this theory is all about things that we are so sure actually happen, but they never did. Right. Fruit Loops. Right. How are they spelled? Yeah. I 
when I was listening to that, I was kind of like, there's no way. <laughs> I thought it was spelled regular fruit. Yeah. But then... So, okay, so that was the original theory. Is like, everybody right. thought it was spelled fruit loops. Like, L- like, like, like how, it, how it sounds. Yeah. The word fruit and then loops. Yeah. But it's actually spelled F-R-O-O-T-L-O-O-P-S. Right. And everybody's like, that's not right. Well, now... The Mandela effect has switched back, and it's actually spelled Fruit Loops. Right. Like fruit, like yeah. an, like an actual fruit, which yeah. is something that people argue. And there are, like, this is going back to the whole, like, people can predate this. I watched videos on this yeah. two years ago about Fruit Loops. Yeah. I could tell you for a fact that that one switched back, because yeah. I, I know that that one was one of the ones. One of the popular ones that they talk about is, um, there was, like, a movie in the 90s that had to do with, like, a genie. And everybody thought that yeah. Shaq played, played the genie, yep. but in fact, it was Sinbad. It wasn't Shaq, it was Sinbad, but everybody swears. There was a genie movie, and Shaq was the well, genie. Well, I got a question for you guys. Just curious, George, have a tail. Right. That one is like a, a mind <laughs> blower. Does it? I I always thought he did. I always thought he did, too, but he does not. But he doesn't. And like, if you I look, thought that was part of the book, so he would swing from his tail. Right. <laughs> But did he, what did he swing from his legs? I don't know. I Because Mandela Effect will change it. And Berenstein Bears is another one. Berenstein right. or Berenstein. Yeah, exactly. I always thought it was Berenstein Bears. Oh, is it too? But it's Berenstein. Berenstein. Yeah, but it, it, these little things that don't add up make you think you're going crazy. Yes. Um, but it's where the, when the masses come together and agree, they start calling it Mandela Effect. Right. Um, you can't just be us thinking like like last Tuesday I wore red pants. Right. <laughs> That's not a Mandela effect. Yeah. Uh, that it's more so like those big like baby bell um, like those little cheeses. Yeah. Does the cow have a um, a nose ring? <laughs> like that's one of them, guys. No like that way. one. Huh? There's a bunch of them. a lot of more logos and yeah. a lot of a, a lot of times with logos they do change. But right. if you can't find actual proof, then right. that's when it becomes so like that was no, that's real. the thing. Like it was like I forget what it was. One of the ones that everybody talks about when you look it up, the logo just doesn't exist anymore. Oh like, yeah, I know you're talking about, but I can't. I can't it. remember what it was. I'm it might have been. It might have been a um a fast food place. It might have been or like a or like a. It was either a fast food place or like a like a television network. Maybe something like that where it like. The logo for sure existed, but then when you try to go look it up, it it's exist. not there anymore. It's been it's been expunged from there. Tell the, us your favorite Mandela effects. Yeah. I would love to hear them because there's so many out there. Right, there's so many that we don't know about, but it it's the big ones that everybody talks about. Yeah, so like this whole idea that we switch. So the idea is that when the ball dropped from 2019 to 2020, the ball dropped. We went into a different dimension, and we that's why that year. It was right. awful. Twenty twenty was awful. Supposedly, you know, for me it was pretty great. I met you. Right, and I got exactly. pregnant, and yeah. you know all the things. But I, for some people, it was an awful, awful, awful year. Right. And but basically, that now we are living in the real twenty twenty now. Right, or that we switch back to our dimension and we're back to twenty twenty one. But when we switch back, things would come back to normal for right. our Mandela effects. And it's a really compelling theory yeah. because you want to just believe that 2020 did not exist <laughs> it didn't right. happen and if it did it wasn't you know it wasn't in our dimension and it was just things that just happened and you know but you know 
There's there's so many things because everybody talks about like that we're living in a simulation and things like that, oh, like the I Matrix love theory. Simulation theory. Like you know <laughs> that 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 the movie The Matrix was really actually like a talk about like was like a talk about real life, right? And that we are actually like in this simulated world that you know it. it Controlled by the few. Exactly. No, I think it's a really interesting. The OA is a really good show right. to watch. It talks about dimension switching. Um, it, that's a. It's a really neat theory. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on it. Um, right. But that's pretty much all I have on the dimensions for now. Yeah. So what's next? Uh, so <laughs> now we're gonna kind of go into a theory that um, has been around for a know, minute. Uh, what, 21 years? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. 21 years? 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, 20, 20 years. years. this year. 20 years this, this year. The 20th anniversary. Yeah, so um, I think if you guys... Um, uh, if you know anything about conspiracy theories in the U.S., this is where it starts. This is like the mother load of conspiracy theory. I mean... Yeah. Um, and we want to be clear about this um, because I know a lot of people get um very touchy about this subject yes um and i know a lot of people personally who were affected by it i mean and then i had effects by it too because of how close in proximity we were to it and the anxiety and things that happened after yeah. the fact um but we're going to talk about theories about september 11th yeah um so we want you to know that we 100 percent, you know believe that the events of that day were catastrophic and the heart victims wrenching. are victims yeah. that should, it should have exactly. never happened. They had nothing, this theory has nothing to do that uh, with besmirching the memory of those people that we no, lost that it's day. It's more so just recognizing the fact that our government is not squeaky clean. Right. And that, I, I guess I look at it more too as like how the media was able to impact our future policies based off of things that happened in 9-11. Right, and exactly. how... 9-11 was used regardless if you think it was an inside job or not that's not even really what we're talking about it's more so what happened after and um how it was used versus like did bush do 9-11 or was it an inside job we could go there um for sure right. but it's less about that and more about you know these families really believe that there was more to this story there's right most yeah. victims families really honestly believe that there was a lot more um to the story and it doesn't get talked about in that aspect i no. don't think i think it's very much like victim you know not victim blaming because they couldn't help it but more so like they they want they us to focus yeah they want them. us to focus on the well, they want us to focus on the people and what happened that day so that we don't look at the stuff that the bigger aspect of that like that affected afterwards and, and the things that, you know, could have been prevented. Yes. So, oh, 100% been affected. So um, I'm kind of going to start, I think, with just bringing up the fact that people knew about it beforehand. Right. Um, I was doing a lot of research for a paper on 9-11 a couple of years ago um, and found more um, credible resources than I thought I would, even school resources. If you, if you guys have been in college recently, you know a lot of the college databases are very filtered and very, um, 
you know, research-based. They're, right. they're very credible research sites for the most part. Um, not a whole lot gets through those databases that don't have a whole lot of Yeah, you have to, to you have to have a lot of, you have to have a, a legitimate backing. Yeah, um, and I found a lot more sites than I ever thought I would talking about um, how children knew specifically in the Muslim community that would go to school and say, hey, you're my friend, please don't get on the subway. Hey, I know your mom works here, please tell her not to go to work. Hey, I know this is happening. And there was um, an instance of an 11-year-old boy and his brother who went to school and told their teacher they're in the same classroom for some, whatever this class was. Um, and they said, uh, the eight-year-old boy looked out there and said, you see those towers over there, they won't be there next week. And she reported it and Unfortunately, that was the week before 9-11 and the right. Twin Towers. And while that could be coincidence, 100%, there were over 500 reported cases of children going to school saying, I heard this at my mosque. Right. I heard this at my mosque. Now, I don't know how credible some of those sources are. Those were never really looked into as far as, you know, we don't have like full on names for people. Um, because obviously they were children and, right. you know, you, we're never going to get that. Um, and again, going back to the, I'm not saying that every mosque believed that there was right. a very small percentage of extremist, uh, Muslim groups in New York at the time. Yeah. So, and they are still being monitored today. There's a really interesting documentary, um, about it that, you know, where we kind of turn a blind eye to a lot of it um, right. because freedom of speech and freedom of religion and right you know that doesn't make them awful people for believing what they believe but yeah. it does like it's a very interesting for spin sure. on it is that you know they didn't know that something was going to happen i think i think that that's something that you have to be very naive to think that um the government didn't have any idea something was going to happen oh no um, i mean if you look back in history i mean Pearl Harbor, you know, Pearl Harbor. exactly. They knew exactly what was going to happen, but they wanted it to be shocking. Exactly. They, they that's they how did. it is. And it, like, and this is not us even like yelling about the religion. I have Muslim right. friends. I'm exactly, not, yeah. and I, I. That doesn't mean that I can say what I want to say about it. It's just that you know, Christians have extremist groups that are not good oh, either. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. it's not. It, it just has happened to be an extremist case. And when we watched a documentary about it in college, there was a girl who sat behind me who, after the end of the documentary... Now, the documentary is very much skewed to be very, like, um, fear-based, right. I guess, against these groups. But the girl behind me um, was from a place in Jordan, and she said, what you don't realize is these extremist groups are also hurting us. And she right. was Muslim as well. So she was saying, you know, this isn't everybody and this is what it's turning it out to be. And I don't believe that for a minute. You know, I think plenty of Muslim people are very kind. And oh, yeah. for the majority, this isn't the truth for them. But yeah. it is something that has to be looked at when we talk about 9-11 is that there were groups that knew about what was going to happen because they were they had ties to Al-Qaeda. Right. Um, but... Going back more into like the governmental side of it for a minute is that you know we all know there's four hijacked planes. There were one of them was deliberately, supposedly, <laughs> the deliberate deliberately crashed into the Pentagon to wipe the memory of the missing budget um, and kind of boister the campaign for more money to fight terrorism right. and. 
that was that money would eventually be put towards hunting um, for weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. And on September 10th, the former Secretary of Defense, Donald Rumsfeld, revealed that the Pentagon had lost a whopping $2.3 trillion from its budget. Of the people who died in the Pentagon, um, there were 125 that were killed in that crash, and most of them were accountants. Right. And, you know, coincidence or not, you know, you, you how do you lose that much money just to just to lose it? And then it's the day before this attack. Yeah. Um, and I, I, when you told me about that, I didn't know the... Um, about the numbers that it was mostly accountants that were yes. lost. Like I that that part it of the theory I didn't know about until you told me about it. It wasn't government officials as far as like people you would necessarily think be right. running around the Pentagon, you know. Um, it was accountants and it was really that was the only part of the building that was pretty much demolished right. was where they were. That um, one little area there, yeah. Yeah. Um and then and it, another interesting fact is, like, just weeks before the 15th anniversary of 9-11, there were claims that the same department could not account for a further $6 trillion. Hmm. Um, so, again, this is happening all over again. And then it was, they admitted to removing evidence of 16,513 of the 1.3 million records um, in the third quarter of 2015 alone. So that's two times that, you know... Things have happened around the anniversary right. of this. You know, the, the first time being the day before where they say they lost a ton of money. And the second time being on the 15th anniversary saying, hey, we lost a ton of money again. Um, and we're also going to delete all this evidence. Right. Um, it's just, that's just really sad, honestly, that that. It, 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 it only becomes like, it can't be coincidental. If it starts happening like clockwork, Over. yes. I mean, once once something becomes a regular thing, you can no longer count it as coincidence. Right. And I think you know, in in this sense, you you got to look at it from that, you know, from that standpoint. Yes. So another thing that we talk about with nine eleven is that you know Bush did nine eleven, and that's right. a very interesting. Very well. Okay. So as sources in Washington tell the business which is a news source, um, that the Bush administration has done a secret deal to cover up Saudi involvement in return for Saudi guarantee of cheap oil. Right. Um, I mean, I think that's, we, we know a lot about that. I mean, gas prices and oil yes. prices go up like, like crazy through during different presidencies. Yes. And so, you know that that that's not something that's that's new. And then with that, I mean, that we were talking about the hijackers. There were nineteen men affiliated with the, these attacks, um, and they were affiliated with Al Qaeda. And fifteen of the nineteen were citizens of Saudi Arabia. Right. So that backs that theory a little bit as far as like maybe there was something sketchy going on, and then somebody didn't like it and right. kind of pulled the plug on it. Um. But, yeah, it's a very... And then the fact that, you know, talking about arrests-wise. There was only one arrest. Right. And he was acquitted yeah. and got to walk free. And I'm pretty sure, I forgot to write it down, that he was found and um, tried in Germany and the U.S. had him acquitted. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that... It's just sad. But a lot of, a lot of families swear that there were things that weren't... 
mentioned yeah. in the media about this stuff that, you know, go into it. Um, one of the girlfriends of the uh, of the hijackers said she had no idea of the plans, um, and so she was also acquitted of any crimes, um, which I don't know that there's much that you could do that I wouldn't know about. Right. Like, I mean, I guess... Especially in 2001. Right. Um, well, I, I mean... I think it's definitely possible. I mean, like, people go how many years without finding out that... I mean, that... Dennis Schrader's mom or right. girlfriend or wife or whatever didn't know. Right. And, like... Yeah, serial killers do it all the time. But, I mean, at the same time, when you're hatching a plot as big as this, I feel like the likelihood yeah. that someone that close to you doesn't know anything about Especially it is... Especially when there's people in power that were selling off pieces of their... Um, stocks and airlines right right before and um she kept drawing business back out of places in new york and um right. making accommodations for that time yeah um, oh yeah it's 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 well documented like the like yeah. the selling of stock before 9-11 and things like that you know it just it happened yeah it's not fake <laughs> um and um going back to the kid just because i have these a little bit out of order sorry um but there was um that same little boy that predicted the 9-11 attacks also predicted an attack um, that would happen on November 12th. And he said that there would be a plane crash on November 12th. And he said that on the 9th. Um, this is the same year, 2001. Mm. And three three minutes after American Airlines Flight 587 took off from JFK International Airport to the Dominican Republic, its tail snapped off and both engines fell from the wings. And it crashed in the Bell Harbor, located at the Rockaway section of Queens. Uh, none of the 260 people aboard survived. And it's still deemed an accident. But I do think it's an interesting note that this child who predicted 9-11 also predicted the, that right. airplane crash. Um, there was... To me, I've not found any evidence that that plane was intended to go somewhere for that to happen or like right. there was somebody specific on that plane or anything like that to give it like a whole lot of whatever. And hijacking was in 2000, you know, late 90s, early 2000s was very prominent. It was very easy to right. hijack a plane. Um, so that's not anything, I don't want to say this, that's not anything out of the ordinary, but it did happen almost daily that hi planes were hijacked typically you promise money when you when they right. when they land and nothing really awful happened like this um yeah, exactly. it was definitely not as catastrophic as 9-11 right um but then another um a 47 story trapezoid shaped building in the north of the world trade center towers um is actually kind of couple streets down a couple blocks down completely collapsed in top of each right. other and um it was officially ruled that it was due to debris from the falling World Trade Centers, but most people in the area were like, no, that I, I heard something going off in that. And I right. heard that, like, um, something else was going on. And that, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that part of it. Right, um, yeah. But regardless of how you feel about the conspiracy theory side of 9-11, I think it's interesting to kind of remember that a lot of our policies changed. Um, one thing that Bush was trying to kind of get pushed before this happened was the idea of like the big brother um, idea of being able to tap phones right. and to be able to have access to people and for terrorists, you know, that was a, 
and we hadn't seen a terrorist attack since Pearl Harbor to that, you know, or like to that extent. Right. I mean, we had, the 90, we had the 93 World Trade Center bombing, but it only killed like 15 people. Um, yeah, so like, so, so to that extent, we yeah, hadn't had anything like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Before it was like, it was kind of like Pearl Harbor than this. Right. As far as attacks on U.S. soil, there really wasn't a whole, there were other attacks and there were other victims of things that right. was happening. But to this extent, we yeah. hadn't seen it. So as a general public, I don't think people were really, you couldn't get behind this idea. And so then after that, that bill was passed. So now they can wiretap your phones at any given moment. Um, they can come in and bug your house. They can do all things legally. Yeah. Um, they have every right to do so with just the hint that possibly you're a terrorist. And there's no real definition of terrorism at that point. Um, yeah. and, it, and it affected a lot of things. You know, the media and the how they started reporting things and knowing now that, you know, you have zero privacy. Yeah. Your, your rights stopped after that. Pretty much. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's it's something that, you know, we we see every day in, in the things that we do. I mean, our phones and, you know, like a lot of people with like newer Apple phones, they show you when apps that you go into are recording yeah. you or when they're not recording you. But we you willingly and, gave up that control after 9-11 right. because we wanted to stop these attacks. And part of that was because we knew... Um, it was released after the fact that two of these men were given visas as known terrorists and they were put through piloting school as known terrorists and they were put in these right. places and they said, well, well, if, if we had wiretapped them, if we had known, well, no, you did know and it still happened, but they used that as yeah. an excuse to allow the general, for the general public to say, yes, here's all my everything. They used they use 9-11 as a fear mongering tactic to say we should be able to look at people that we think are deemed uh, somebody that we should look at. But the slippery slope with that is, is that then they're just going to start finding little bitty things to think that somebody is worth listening to yeah. and they'll listen to you. I mean, that's what the NSA is. Yeah. I mean, um, there's a, there's a case I was listening to by a crime junkie. Um, and I can't remember her name, but her, uh, kids disappeared and the police in her area tapped her house for three years with no evidence, no warrant, no nothing. And she knew right. it was happening and she would do things to kind of like be like, screw you guys. But they legally could do it right. because it happened after yeah. 9-11. Yeah. Um, yeah, laws about that changed drastically after 9-11. And we can look at it as a good thing, especially when we study, like, some, put a bug in their house. Like, let's figure out what they're talking about. Right. You know, maybe we yeah. stop Ed Kemper. Or and and, and I think it's then. like, I think it's obviously, you know, clear to note that since September 11th, we haven't had such an attack as what September 11th's magnitude was in the United States. Right. You know, obviously we've had a lot of shootings and... You know, yeah. victims in those sense, like, you know, like in Orlando a couple of years ago with the, you know, with the Pulse Club shooting, shooting 89 people were killed. But that's an awful, awful thing. Right. But like we, but it was something that, you know, something to September 11th's magnitude hasn't happened. Yeah. Because from an outside force, from an outside sure. force yeah. and stuff like that, because we, we gave up the right in terms of wiretapping and things like that after September yeah, 11th I mean, happened. Yeah, think about TSA. Yeah, I mean, you know, but with that came also a lot of like Islamophobia, yes. um, and then you started seeing a lot of bad things happen on that end yeah. too. Of like, you know, um, 
the the hatred towards all Muslims really ramped right. up, and they were yeah. all terrorists, and they were all awful. And I think even today we still see remnants of that because while they wanted to really push the big brother, let's wiretap, let's do all these things, and there, there are other aspects to that that was also pushed, it really negatively affected huge populations of people that were now alienated because of their, you know, their religious affiliations and even, like, where they grew up. I mean, if you had Saudi Arabian descent, how dare you, you know? Now you're the, right. now you're the villain. Yeah. Um, and now, that's not really a fair assessment, right. I don't think. I don't think that, like, you know, we look at the terrorist attacks every day that happen now. We don't right. look, we don't, we single out those people now versus singling right. out the whole group. Um, but it worked in the advantage of our U.S. government to make it a terrorist issue um, on a large scale so that we could go in and right. um, conquer Al-Qaeda and, yeah. you know, have more control in other places of the world as well. So. Yeah. Wow. I mean, tell us what you think. I mean, it's it's obviously a lot to unpack, and, you know, there's a lot of things that can come out of it, and, you know, whether, you know, people like to, you know, not think about it because they don't want to think bad of what happened on, uh, uh, you know, of the and people. And these victims were victims. Right, exactly. Of whatever the co- the reasoning being, it was unexcusable. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, something that we take lightly, and, you know, with the... But I kind of want justice for them. Right. I mean, I really do want justice for them because I feel like the answer isn't just as simple as it was just a terrorist attack on rogue. Right. Um, We have the capabilities of stopping a lot of this, and we knew um, going in, you know, as a government, we knew something was going to happen. We might not have known what, and we might not have known when and where, but we knew it was going to happen. And it wasn't taken care of the way that it should have right. and the aftermath of it was not you know yeah you got what a little measly stimulus check out of it yeah you know there i couldn't i was too young to remember a right. lot of that so i i don't personally know but from the research that i've done and knowing the world that i grew up in post 9 11 is just so different yeah. than i mean it's yeah i mean we talk about it you know Pearl Harbor, it's been 75, 78, somewhere between that, how many years? 75 plus years, something like that. But We're now still we talking know. about We still talk about it today, and we know a lot more about it. 20 years later, you know, September 11th is still fresh on our minds. Yeah. And it's something that we talk about on a regular basis because of... It the, still affects everybody's right, exactly. life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was a total shift in how... The United States as a country ran. And if it was something that the government themselves did, I really am ashamed that yeah. we would sacrifice those people for right. the gain of very few. So right. um, that's kind of where I want to leave that for 9 11. For sure, yeah. Um, so we'll go into nothing that's lighter. Right. <laughs> I feel like this is. <laughs> As dark, if not equally as dark, depending right. on who you talk about, but or well, who you're talking to. Yeah, well, I mean, this is something that, like, this is kind of like, we're not going to go into deep detail about this one, but, like, this is something that has been fresh on my mind lately because yeah. I've been um, re-listening to one of my favorite book series ever, and that's the Left Behind series. Um, and for those of you who are um, 
not um, Christian and didn't grow up in a, in a Christian home, um, the Left Behind series is about, um, talks about the rapture and um, basically the people left behind after, you know, Christ's return or, uh, you know, Christ rapturing the church. Right. Um, and to kind of reiterate on that too, like my, my Susan, my, 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 my Jewish friend, I, I love her dearly, but I, we were talking about this one day and that's something that other religious don't talk about at all. Right. Um, and so if you're anti-religious, um, or atheist or Jewish or Muslim or whatever, don't talk about in times, it's really what Christians believe to be the reset pretty much. Right. Uh, I think that's kind of a more generalized term is right. we're going to start over, we're going to start fresh and, um, all these things will be anew, um, right. is kind of what we believe. And then depending on what denomination you go into with Christianity, the, the end times, I'm using air quotes, are very different. Um, because even within yeah. the Christian community, nobody really oh, agrees. Yeah, no. Um, but this book series kind of generalizes a lot of things, um, based off of what our book of revelations talks right. about, which is our last book in our, in the Christian Bible. Right. Um, yeah, it focuses solely on what the book of revelations talks about in the end times. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know, one of my favorite terminologies ever, the study of end times is called eschatology. Mm -hmm. I love that word. I don't know why. It's just such a pleasing word to listen to, but it represents a lot of really scary stuff. Yeah, the end times. I think like the Christian Christians really believe the end times are going to be awful. Right. Um, which I I do believe. I think that we are at a uh, de-escalation of human um, morals. You right. Know, we don't have the same standards that we used to. Um, yeah. Um, just for human to human, you know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's definitely really sad. There's a lot of tribulations that come with the end times and um, yeah, things that are trials that are just going to be right. very astronomical to people. And, you know, even Christians, some people believe that the rapture will happen and some people believe that Christians will be here for it. Um, yeah. So. so a lot of it, like, I mean, obviously a lot of it focuses around um, you know, the birth of the state or the nation of Israel. Yes. And like a lot of people talk about Israel becoming a, you know, um, a, a country yeah. as basically the start of the, of the end. end times. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool concept. If you look at it, um, if you, even if you don't read these books, if you look at it from that, that retrospect, if you, we've talked about it. I grew up Southern Baptist, so yeah. I think we've talked about it. We've talked, right. about, talked about it a lot, but everything Southern Baptist really like to harp on end times. Yeah. Um, fire and brimstone. Fire and brimstone. Um, but my dad and I would talk about it a lot when I was growing up because he would hundred percent believed for a very long time I was not going to make it through high school. This was the end times. This is the end of it, guys. Like peace out. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, if, if you look at, I mean, like Harold Camping, like tried to you know uh, predict the end of the world um, twice and. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Harold Camping is, he was a very, very interesting uh, religious speaker. Um, and if you don't know much about what the Bible says, um, we on the earth will not know the date or time right. of Christ's return. So anybody claiming that they know it is wrong. Right. So. Um, but my, and my dad never claimed to know the date or the time, mm -hmm. but he just, you know... 
and he would show me and we would talk about it and we'd talk about it at church and right. I this, this was something that we talked about a lot but not just in revelations but things that um david prophesies right. and an old testament and things like that that you know we revelations cannot happen until a there's a state of israel and b u.s falls yes um so every other country is accounted for either by name or by territory that we can now say because we know like russia was soviet union and russia like right. names change over times um but we can kind of pinpoint exactly where every other nation is but not the u.s right. um so these things had to happen and tiktok brought it up again last night which is a, another reason we're kind of bringing it up too is you know is Israel had to be created and as far as Christians believe they say that that generation will not live to see the end times and a generation in the Bible was 70 to 80 years so if we talk about 80 years from then it was um, 2000 uh, 2028 so that should be the end of the tribulations based off of that prediction which would be that 2021 would be the start of the end some of the things that lead up to the end are that everybody will know at one time, and that was not possible until a few years ago. So everybody who had claimed the end times, you know, was gonna was gonna happen, or, you know, in the '90s and even really even t- early 2000s, it couldn't have been true. But right. now, everybody listening, everybody watching has got a phone in their hand, and right. you get national alerts, correct? You right. get Amber alerts. You get these alerts on your phone. If something like the rapture were to happen, it would be instantaneous, as just as it's been prophesized. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's um, it's it's a lot, but like I mean, yeah. The 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 foundation of the of the state of Israel, as they call it, um, you know, country. It's a little confusing to talk about, but like, you know. Israel's been around now as a, as a country for, you know, I can't even tell you how many years. Right. Um, but a lot of people... right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, you know, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, the next kind of step in the process would be the fall of the United States. Which I think we're seeing now. You know, we right. make light of it with the Baron Trump thing and even right. not even trying to make fun of it with the weather control thing. Right. But if, you know, if Texas succeeds, if, you know, other countries break off like California or New York or, you know, Florida, these are the, the four that everybody jokes about right, being yeah. so different. You start breaking it up into territories, then, you know, I, I, I really do see it being more plausible now than it ever has been. Right. Um, but I don't know, you know, the new theory from my dad and like old people that I went to church with is they're only 2060 something mm-hmm. because it'll be, it'll take us that long to fall apart. But I think, I, I think honestly with this last election, the last two elections, we've really yeah. seen the break apart of right. our U S government. Yeah. I think, I think, I think another like 40 some years is way too long to yeah. think that it would take, we, I mean, this country before this election was on, you know, a precipice that, you know, just was unimaginable 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And so to, you know, to kind of add on to it, I mean, we talk about, they talk about in the Bible, like, you know, wars and, yeah. and famine and things like that. And one of the big things they talk about is, you know, death because of 
you know, disease and yeah. you know, one of the big plague. things, plague and stuff like that. And obviously we all know what we just live. We're still living through it. Yeah. You know, the pandemic and all that stuff. And there was a, if we watched like a TikTok that talked about like the amount of deaths. Oh, the, the so if those of you who aren't Christian and don't believe it, I still urge you to go and read Revelations just right. for, even if you're just interested in conspiracy yeah. You don't have theories. to be a Christian to read Revelations and, and think that's it's some crazy stuff. Yeah. Because um, prophetic things happen in most religions. People, right. people can kind of, I think we can all kind of come to some agreeance that there are prophecies that do come true. Whether right. you believe it's a dream or you believe in like tarot cards and things like that, those are prophecies. Um but look at Revelations, and you call it a conspiracy theory if you like. Um, I think it's a really, um, yeah. it's one of those things that we believe, but it could be a conspiracy theory to you. But it's really interesting to go and look at. But they do have specific numbers right. of deaths that will happen due to plague, and we're getting very close to it, guys. Um, right. And it's percentages wise, and we're getting, you know, it was bit something I, I think in Revelations it talks about three, a third, three, a, a third of the world's population being killed. Yeah, um, and they're talking. But what was interesting with that had to do more so with the vaccine. It was a third of the third of the people would get have to get the vaccine for it to be um, right. Exactly. But it, the the whether whether it's actual physical death or metaphorical death is another right. argument to be made. Um, yeah. Do I think that everybody about the vaccine is going to die? No. Right. Um. I but I do. The numbers that are being repeated are very similar to what we see in Revelation. Right. So. And it's like, you know, you can't sit there and say that it's coincidental and like, you can't sit there and say that like, it's just something that was made up recently. The Bible is a book that's thousands of years old. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and yes, yes, I am aware of all the changes. And right. All the yeah. And obviously things and... like, yeah, things, translations change, but numbers, the numbers are hard for me. Numbers don't change. Yeah. Um, I mean, numbers are something that across language makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, obviously um, the way that you count those numbers might be different, yeah, but yeah. It, they'll equal up to the same I, I thing. Think, I think one thing to keep in mind for all Christians is to remember that when it was written, things were different. And yes. when, I believe it was John, right, that wrote Revelations, and when he was... Uh, yes, it was. Brother, yeah, 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 yeah. Brother John, Jesus, John. Yeah. yeah. Um, when he had his prolific dream of revelations, and he was in having these visions, and he was writing them down, he talks about um, locusts and fire. Well, to us, that could be missiles and bullets. But what, right. how else do you describe things? So also keep that in mind when reading Revelations: yeah. is that it's not going to be a literal beast with a woman on its back. Right. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, you know, some of the things you can look at it and be like, that's a tank and that's this and that's that. Right. And it makes sense. We could also be wrong with that too. I don't think the Antichrist yeah. is literally going to have three heads. I think right. the three headed, to me, I've always looked at it as like the, the, the beast being our three headed society. Right. Yeah. Our, our, the American judicial system is right. Yeah. Is three, mean, yeah. Three heads. I, that to me makes more sense than an actual figure, like an actual three headed monster. Right. Um, People have an issue with the literal stuff. Um, whereas, you know, like, and I know like a lot of people are like, well, you got to choose. Cause like when it comes to the Bible, like people will be like, it, you know, you either have to think of it as literal or figurative. I don't and, think you do. And, and I, yeah, there's, there are things in the Bible where 
I think the basics are true. Uh, right, we exactly. didn't mean to get all preachy here, but the basics are true. Jesus right. came, he died, he rose again. That's how you right, exactly. have your right to heaven. I think that creation happened the way that it said it happened. Right. I do think that you can look at it, Esther, you know, the book of Esther, the book right. of Ruth, the you know, book of Ruth was written as a play. Um, the, or Esther was written as a play, Ruth was written as a, um, uh, as something else, I can't remember. As like a like a novelist, um, right. did these people exist? Prop, yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Do think there are there are. And, there, and there's books in the Old Testament that are historical accounts and things that well, like Song of Solomon. I mean, yeah. you could take that out and it not make any difference to Christianity whatsoever. Right. Exactly. So, like, Psalms, Proverbs. Those are things that David wrote that you know were his basic basically his journals. So right. it wasn't really. That that those things, yes, you could take metaphorically, and you know, right, not have to look at as such a deep like, yeah, meaning. But yeah. um, but yeah. I think like going back to it, the the things that we 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 see nowadays, um, whether it be um, you know with COVID and whether yeah. it be wars and and little things that point to what the book of revelations has said it's just eerie um i would like you know like liv said i would urge you to if you if you're not a christian um the left behind books are wonderful yes even reading the the children's versions which might sound super weird there's like 40 books in the children's version they're very easy to read um the adult versions i i the audiobook is hard for me to listen to (laughs) that his voice bothers me for some reason Uh, and reading it is hard you know those they're long books and things like that but there's there's like in that in the like main series that of books like that take place from the beginning to the end of the there are movies kurt cameron did a movie series don't don't watch them (laughs) Uh, I'm I sorry. mean, you can. I'm gonna get a generalized idea of what maybe possibly was uh, gonna happen. Don't watch the one with uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicolas Cage in it, though. That the had... Kurt Cameron ones are a little bit closer to the book, yes. I think. Um, but they were done in like the '90s, right? Yeah. So yeah, nine, yeah, late '90s, early so 2000s. Yeah. I, and, and keep in mind, everything is very dated, like Nokia yes. phones and right. things like that. And so the things are again not accurate. They but, couldn't accurately predict everything. But there's also but things in it that um, are happening right this minute. that are happening now, and like. Like, one of the big things that they talk about a lot is, like, the newest technologies yeah. that they talk about in this book. I mean, that has nothing to do with the Bible. Right. But, but like, the things that this that are written in this book... That, that were written inspired by Revelation. Right. Are, like, eerie as how close they are to what's going on right now in the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were written by Christians. Yeah. You know, Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins, they're both Christians, um, so this is interpretations of revelations and things like that. But and it was written to understand it better. Right, exactly. But you can't deny that the parallels from these books that were written in the mid to late nineties, last book came out like in two thousand six. Yeah. Two thousand seven, I believe. Yeah. It spanned, you know, ten it spanned ten, fifteen years. There's technology that they talk about in these books that didn't exist. Didn't then. exist until a couple of years ago. Yeah. So like you, you got to look at it how creepy it is and how close it is to what is happening today. Um, but you got to also take it, you know, with a grain of salt because yeah. you don't know what is, you know, just kind of you trying to think too much into it. Well, absolutely. I mean, re- read it for yourself. Make your own assumptions. Right. For all of these theories, let us know what you think. Um, yeah. And I think, like, for the end times, too, like, the what we grew up in, it does bring a lot of peace, at least to me, knowing that, like, it's 
prophetic and not just right. something that we're going through that has no meaning. There is yeah. a meaning because it's scary. You know, I'm pregnant, you know, bringing a kid, right. to, bringing yeah. a kid into this world, knowing that that's what um, is going to happen is scary. Right. Um, but we don't know the day or time and, you know, hopefully using that towards ministry in a way of like, you know, we're, we can do it and our kids can right. maybe be an influence to other kids and maybe we can to other people. Yeah. Like, for sure. You know. But um but yeah, so that folks, that's all we have today on conspiracy yeah. theories. <laughs> this is supposed to be a quick episode. Yeah, but it turned out to be a little bit longer, but we're excited. Got a little deep. Yeah, for sure. Um we have some really good cases coming up ahead yeah. for you guys. I mean, we're um excited. Um I mean it, it, we we really are sorry that we took such a break and we've I'm been so, so tired. Um, <laughs> so, We've been so sporadic lately, but we promise we're going to get better with that. Yeah. Um, and uh, classes are ending. We've both been in school full time, working full time. Yeah. I'm growing a human full time. So, yes. so um, we've got a lot on our plate. Um, but um, keep up to date with us um, on the, um, on the, the Instagram. Instagram, which is podcast case closed. Yes. Um, email us at podcast.case.closed at gmail. Know. Um, and then also we're on Facebook. You can look us up at podcast case closed with a question mark. Yes. Um, and hopefully our YouTube is just going to be podcast case closed question mark. Uh, let's see what I can actually right. get on there. And if it changes, I'll put a little, uh, an addendum. What is that word? Addendum, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, sure. At the end of this, that and, says what it actually is. And then also for those of you who are interested in helping us, um, stay on track, stay on track <laughs> and, uh, get, uh, better setup. Yeah. Um, we do have um, our Patreon. Um, we have a three tier setup there. So if you will put the link in this episode, yeah. Um, so that you can go take a look at that. Whatever support you guys can throw. Patreon case close question mark. I believe uh, so. Yes. Patreon slash case. Please. Yeah. Um, whatever you guys can do, if you can't donate monetarily, talk to us. Talk to us. <laughs> share this so that we Moral can get support. more people to listen. Because guess what, guys. We got over a thousand listens. We we have you guys to thank for this. Um, Please be with us still after we've been gone know, for a month. I know it's been a little rough, but um, even during the absence, we saw the listens keep going yeah. up and up and up, and we we can't thank you guys enough yeah. for that because we we started this as just something we wanted to do for we fun. Talk about it anyway, might as well share it. With right, people. exactly. So um, thank you so much. Um, but with that being said. Um, we will be back soon with yes. some really cool cases, and um, we uh, can't wait to share them with you guys. So you guys have a great week. Be safe. And as always, thank you for listening. Bye. See ya. information presented in this podcast will be cited in the show notes. Music for Case Close composed by Catastrophic Jones. Editing by Olivia McDonald. Case Close is produced by Sean and Olivia McDonald.